Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Fresh Off The Reel. My name is Lib. My name is Bonus Pat. I think I made this exact joke on the first bonus episode, but I don't remember. Yeah, uh, we teased this a little bit in the last episode, which should be out by the time you're hearing this. We're going to start doing more bonus episodes for you guys because we want to have some more stuff for you to listen to that's not two hours long. Yep. Also with uh, school starting back for both of us soon, time to sit down and record might get a little, little sparse. So having these little little bonus episodes to hold you over in between the actual episodes uh, will be nice, you know? Um, obviously, the priority is still the podcast moving forward normally, but, um, you know, during the seemingly frequent month-offs we take, yeah. uh, it's going to be nice to have just some little shorter content for you people to listen to and uh, enjoy. Yeah. So let's get this started. Recently, there was a, uh, there were, that, not a, there were two films that came out uh, on pretty much, like, it wasn't the same week, it wasn't the same day, but they, actually in some countries it was the same day. Uh, it was Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig, and Oppenheimer, directed by the, the one and only Christopher Nolan. You know, it, it was kind of like the Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing dual release. People started memeing it. Uh, it became this meme called Barbenheimer that I still hate. We 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 watched it. We watched them both. Yeah, we uh, we both did it. We didn't do it together. Uh, I I did it while Lib was on vacation. I was gone. I didn't exist that week. I did not exist. But um, yeah, I we both did it. We both uh, have our scores up on our letterbox. If you're following that, you'll see. We could go over that once we get started. But um, there was a good time. I I, I hadn't done a, a double feature like that in a while. It was nice. I, I had a lot of fun. Tired by the end of it, but it was fun. Yeah, you know, I, I was very tired by the end of it. Both movies are pretty tiring. But we're, we're gonna get started with Barbie because that's the one we watched first. Like, even though we went separately, we, we both happened to watch Barbie first. So let, let's, let's, talk about the, let's talk about that. I gave it a three and a half out of five. I gave it a four. I thought the movie was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good as well. A lot of the trailers made it look like it was just like a kid's movie, like a bar Barbie's. Uh, that's not what it is. And that was the point of the marketing. It was meant to be misleading. I think it was to get guys to watch it. I think I think that's what the marketing ploy was. But uh, yeah, it was actually a great movie. It was really funny. Comedies lately have take taken a dip, I would say. Like, the, the, there hasn't been a lot of good comedies glass onion was funny but i wouldn't call it a comedy this this movie was like jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes it kept going like a comedy should and it, it was it was actually really funny the pacing was good and I, I i was i was uh very surprised by the quality of this movie I, i'm gonna say surprised because i was expecting a uh stupid movie about toys and i did get a lot of the stupidness because you know, it's still about toys, but it's much more than that. The stupidness kind of has a has a point, you know. Like I, I think, like I think the stupidness here kind of builds into something that isn't stupid. But you do get some, some you definitely get some goofiness, and uh, it's enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. I think fun is a good way to describe this movie. There's there's a lot here to just kind of sit back and enjoy, while also delivering a, a solid message. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as. Uh, the other half of this um, <laughs> this level feature, but I think uh, on its own, Barbie is fantastic. And, and unlike the other half of this double feature, I would definitely sit down and watch this again. 
Yeah, me too. I'm honestly looking forward to watching this again. I think it, I think it just gets would get more enjoyable on rewatch. Right, could just kind of sit back and enjoy it for what it is. Uh, yeah, it's fun. If you haven't seen Barbie, um, please do. It's great. Um, I'm I'm kind of speaking to the choir here because uh, singing to the choir. Sorry, because obviously Barbie is doing very well <laughs> financially. Yeah. Uh, it's it's selling. So I'm sure most, if not all, listening to this have probably seen it. But if you haven't, please do give it a chance. Funny thing, this 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 movie was produced by Warner Brothers, and it is the highest grossing Warner Brothers movie of all time. The previous holder of that title was The Dark Knight. This movie passed The Dark Knight, which is insane. Which is it's funny because Christopher Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> Christopher Nolan. And and if if you've never seen other Greta Gerwig movies, there's there's only four feature length movies. One of them is Lady Bird, uh, a movie I hold in like very high like very high regard. I was gonna say high standards. That was the wrong word. High regard. That that movie is like one of the best movies ever made, objectively. I think. I don't disagree. Um, I I I've heard like three heavy hitters. I think they're all fantastic. I think she's probably the most consistent director currently in in Hollywood. Obviously, that like with three movies, that's not like a huge like stretch. But uh, all three of her big releases so far have been bangers. Um, both Lady Bird and Little Women have gotten their recognition from. Uh, the Academy and the general audiences alike. I think she's just really, really, really solid director, and I hope uh, the Oscars this year uh, throw her a bone and give her some more recognition that she wholeheartedly deserves. You know, like I'm pretty sure Barbie is going to get nominated for multiple awards at the Oscars. Actually, speaking of that, we we got a date for the Oscars for next year's Oscars already, March 10th. It's going to be on March 10th, 2024. Variety is putting out their um their predictions it's definitely going to be a barbenheimer sweep this year between like all the categories i'm sure barbie and oppenheimer will be nominated for most if not all of them honestly yeah i think yeah barbie's definitely margot robbie is definitely getting nominated for leading actress the music in this movie is really good but i, I think the music in oppenheimer is actually a little bit better for original score but for like the licensed songs barbie has better ones there aren't any in oppenheimer i don't think yeah no there aren't so yeah there's a song this the credit song is um billy eilish it's, it's billy eilish she won two years ago at the oscars i think it was two years ago yeah for no time to die that's probably a good candidate for for best original song yeah, I like the Dua Lipa song a lot. I don't think it's going to get nominated, but at least not over Billie Eilish's song, but I do like uh, Dance the Night Away a lot by Dua Lipa. I like, uh, I like Pink by Lizzo. It was at the beginning. That, that song's really good, too. It's a good song, which, fun fact, that I missed. I arrived 10 minutes late. So I, wait, I, you, uh, didn't, you didn't see the beginning? No, I've seen it now, but like I, since, since I watched like uh, a version <laughs> for the first 10 minutes. Uh, man, I, I missed it when I got to the theater. That thing kind of sucked, but uh, this timing didn't work out. I don't think I told you, Libs, like a story time for everybody in the audience had you. And I went to see Barbenheimer with some friends, and we got to the, the metro. Uh, it was down. Oh, it was the... down for reasons. <laughs> so we waited like 30 minutes. No change. And then after that 30 minute wait, the, the metro system, like, speakers went off. Like, oh, it'll be, it'll be down till 2.30. Our movie was at 2. So like, well, fuck. Okay. And then we got in our car and we drove downtown. And driving downtown and where we're from isn't always the most convenient thing because our half our city's under construction. So um, we were two cars, right? So we were two, two groups of people. 
So by the time we all met up, we missed like 10 minutes of the movie. I didn't get to see the beginning in theaters, um, which kind of sucked. Cause, uh, but I, I've heard the song since then. Uh, I've seen the beginning since then too. And uh, yeah, that's the end of story time. I actually really, I really like the the beginning. It's like it it kind of, it kind of feels like uh, I'm gonna make this comparison. You might not get it at first, but I'll explain myself. It feels like the Lego Movie. This movie feels a lot like the Lego Movie. It's mainly because you know it's a it's an ad, right? <laughs> like it's it's an ad from a company. They were like, let's make a movie. Lego Movie was that, and it was good. A movie being a giant ad for a company is not a bad thing. There are there are good ones. Barbie is one of them. Lego Movie is one of them. And there, there's a lot of parallels to this movie, the Lego Movie. They both start the exact same way, for instance, of Barbie slash Emmett from the Lego Movie. It shows their, like, daily routine, what their day is like every day. Uh, and then at one point they start questioning if real life is real. And then things start going wrong. Like, Emmett, he starts making mistakes. And for Barbie, she starts, her feet go flat on the ground. Uh, which is a really funny scene when she's showing to all her friends and they're all freaking out that her feet are flat. It's it's the it's for the Tarantinos in the audience, you know. <laughs> she she realizes that she's not actually drinking any liquid when she drinks her milk in the morning. Uh, her toast gets burnt, you know. Like s s slowly, slowly things start going wrong, and that leads her to want to find out why it's happening and to fix things. And it, it's actually a a good plot. At first, you'd think, like, this wouldn't make sense, like, toys existing in real life and the people in real life know that the toy world is real. Like, that's just a normal thing in this universe. You wouldn't think it would. they would find a way to make it make sense, but they do. They find a way to make it make sense. They, they even got Mattel, the company that makes Barbie, to be the villains in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, it, it's just a fun time. Uh, you wouldn't think something so goofy would work as well as it does but it, it does it work it's so good when barbie goes to the the human world with uh, with ken who we haven't mentioned yet but uh, ryan gosling as ken is fantastic in this movie um he's like he he's right up there with um margot robbie's perform performance wise i think he's definitely gonna get a a, a performance oscar I, at least i i really hope so because he really deserves it for this movie he's i don't want to say he steals the show because it is a Barbie movie, and I think Margot Robbie's fantastic in this. But I de definitely think he's a, a second leg holding this whole thing together. Like, holding this thing up. He's so good. But Barbie and Ken go into the real world, and I'm kind of, like, learning that the world kind of sucks. <laughs> that the, the things Barbie was created for in, like, the 40s, isn't, like, what happened? It's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like a, a grown-up's version of Toy Story. Except instead of dealing with, like, bullies breaking toys, we're dealing with, like, real-world implications of, you know, the power struggle and, and, and uh, the, the hardships women have to go through in the workforce and, and things along that line. It's, it's interesting. We, we have an adult toy story now. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's fun. This movie's fantastic. It's funny you mentioned, um, like, a Lego movie because um, Will Ferrell was <laughs> in both. Yeah, Will Ferrell's the villain in both. Who's, who's great? I, I think, like, he's good at... Because he, he's he's the... Uh, he's, he's not a villain. He's, like, the antagonist, I guess. But it's not that, like, Mattel is portrayed as evil, per se. They're just kind of portrayed as... Insert big corporation here. Which, like, Mattel obviously is. But, like, Will Ferrell isn't evil inherently. And I think it's just really funny. Because he's just a goofball. Who just kind of has business intentions with the world. Which is fine. He's not necessarily in the wrong, but he's the bad guy because he's Mattel. And that's the joke they're, they're telling. But he, he's great. I loved him here. 
I love the the the, the side cast in general is also like, like surprisingly strong. Yeah, we got we have uh, Michael Sarah's in this movie as Alan. I want an Alan movie. Alan's my favorite character in the movie because he's just like he's he's just the third wheel to every character. He's just standing there. He's like he I I feel like Alan is supposed to be the like insert for the audience because he's just standing there watching everything happen. He barely has any lines, and when he speaks, it doesn't change anything it has no importance to the story at all he's just a a a spectator to everything that's happening in the movie it's hilarious yeah but he beats the shit out of a bunch of kids that's funny <laughs> like he's just he's like the comic relief in a in a movie that's generally pretty funny already but he's that extra layer of comic relief and it's really good uh speaking of ken's um i, I just like random note but i'm on letterbox right now looking at the cast everybody's just cast as a barbie or ken yeah I know, they're not really like <laughs> they're not differentiated at all margot robbie's robbie's barbie it's, oh god it's so hard to say margot robbie bob margot barbie. robbie's barbie is a stereotypical barbie yeah that's her title is the stereotypical barbie and ryan gosling's ken is just is beach ken beach ken his beach can his job is beach <laughs> and the the reason why the reason why he he tags along not only because he's in love with stereotypical barbie but because what if they need beach <laughs> <laughs> what if you go to the real world and you need beach what happens what if, if there's a piece of beaching to do america Ferreira is also in this movie i haven't seen her in years it was such a surprise seeing her in this movie i love i love her she's a great actress and she was great in this movie the only thing i've seen her in is um is the how to train your dragon movies at least like before this i don't think i've seen anything else she's in but she was really solid here yeah I've seen her in TV shows. I haven't seen her in movies. Uh, and then what? What's the um the other main character? The 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 kid, uh, Sasha. It's, it's Sasha. It's, she's played by uh, Ariana Greenblatt. She's in like In the Heights, and uh, and I think she's one of. Don't quote me, but I think she's one of uh, one of Hawkeye's kids. But don't quote me on that. She's young Gamora in. in oh, the, she's uh, young Gamora. I'm. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> she's young Gamora. The main thing is that she, the main thing I know her from is she's going to be Tiny Tina in the Borderlands movie. And that's going to be so exciting to see. I can't wait for that movie. I know there was a Borderlands movie coming. Yeah, she's Tiny Tina. I can't wait for that movie. That movie's going to be so good. Well, hopefully that movie's going to be so good. I don't know. Video game movies are... They're, they're, they're coming up. They're turning around. And at the time of recording, um, the One Piece live-action series is not out yet. It's not a video game. But we're getting reviews for it as of today. Not a video game, but, like, it's 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 in... The, I find it's in the same, like, like bargain bin of shit. <laughs> they just had really bad adaptations. But apparently the One Piece adaptation is actually, like, really good from what the early reviews are saying. No, it looks good. That's exciting. So maybe maybe, maybe we, we've, hit the, we've hit the time where... We're finally gonna start having good video game and, and anime adaptations on 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 screen. Apparently, that Twisted Metal show isn't bad either. The uh, the Anthony Mackie one. So like maybe we hit it. Maybe we, this is it. We're in the renaissance of not garbage adaptations of of movies and anime. So before we close off our thoughts on Barbie, Mattel, after the success of this movie, invested a lot of money into a film company. And apparently 14 Mattel properties are going to be made into movies. Yeah, and that's like the lesson I didn't want them to learn from Barbie being a success. 
is is instead of like let's make good meaningful movies, we're just gonna make a bunch of movies based on toys. And uh, I hope at the very least they get more talented directors like Greta Gerwig involved in these projects, and they're gonna actually be good. Uh, am I hopeful? No, because you know we're still in the strike period, and and we've heard the things studios have to say, so I'm not super hopeful. But uh, we can only dream. <laughs> That um, Barbie wasn't an outlier. That this one is really good and it's going to lead to more really good, well-cared-for movies. Let's hope, let's hope. But the main takeaway from that is... is I'm going to steal this from another YouTuber. Sorry, I forgot the name. But uh, the, when you hear it, you might recognize it. I don't know. But Pat, picture this. Okay, picture this. Because Mattel does own a particular board game slash card game so picture this pat imagine like a Yu-Gi-Oh style like arena for card battles you know like in the show and okay. and there's, there's the main character he's like freaking out he's like oh god i don't know what i'm gonna do he has cards in his hand the other player he's laughing at him he's like hmm, what are you gonna do now and then he takes one of the cards from his hand slams it on the ground he only has one card left in his hand and he says uno <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's gonna be more epic, an Uno movie or the Magic Eight Ball movie. <laughs> Magic, oh yeah. Magic Eight Ball has to be like a Who Done It murder mystery, right? Like, yes. Like, oh my god. Have, it has to be something stupid like that. It can't be genuine. Well, with that, great time with Barbie, and then we had to then endure the terrifying movie that is Oppenheimer. This is the first thriller I have seen in probably like five years. The, the thriller genre has kind of disappeared. Like, have you noticed that? I can't remember the last like, like straight thriller I've seen. Yeah. Oppenheimer is definitely that. And holy crap. Christopher Nolan is insane. I've said it many times before that he is my favorite absolute favorite director i love i love all of his movies the only movie i kind of don't like is the prestige but that that's a different conversation <laughs> yeah no no one no one's fantastic i don't i don't think either of us need to sing his praises because everyone everyone knows right we've all seen you know the dark knight inception uh, like his his catalog of movies even something like tenet that I don't think is all that great, is still good. I, I can't think of a movie Christopher Nolan has ever made that was just like, this sucks. Like, like this is bad. I don't think there is one. Yeah, there isn't. I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't think of one. At least not for the the big budget stuff. The closest thing we get is like, I'm, I'm kind of a hater of The Dark Knight Rises, but that's not a bad movie, right? <laughs> You know, Dunkirk is phenomenal. Inception, Interstellar, we don't need to even speak of like, how good they are. Memento is fantastic. All these movies are, have, are held in such high regard for a reason. He's like a master of his craft. I think Oppenheimer continues to deliver. I think Oppenheimer was fantastic. Um, you gave it five stars, right? Yeah, I gave it five stars. I gave it four and a half. The, I, I took off half a point there because near the end, I was, it was losing me a little bit. Not not because it got boring, but because it is long. Yeah, this movie is three straight hours of people talking to each other. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be. I think they definitely could have shaved like a half hour to this red time and it would have been fine. I don't know. I, I was okay with the length. I, I, I did feel the length, but I was okay with it. It's hard to judge 
a biopic from like the content in the movie because this is what actually happened you know like it's 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 hard to judge a biopic and be like oh this character shouldn't have done this because it's da -da -da -da. that's literally what happened so it's it's hard to to judge a biopic it's just inherently difficult i don't know the history behind actual j robert oppenheimer i don't i don't know the actual uh history surrounding the stuff that happened at uh, los alamos you know like because you can't judge it as a as strictly the same way you would judge something like i don't know like the batman right because this is a real story involving real people like it's a real event that happened but I definitely think that it, it, this is still a movie, and there's some things that you didn't need to include. I'm a big uh, fan of uh, Florence Pugh, but um, yeah, I think a lot of her inclusion in this movie is kind of unnecessary. I, 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 it is like kind of to give us some backstory into Oppenheimer's life outside of just being a scientist and, and his involvement with the nuclear bomb. Obviously, like he, he had a life outside of it. And to attach him yourself to him as a person, you need to learn about his life outside of his creation of the bomb. So I get it. And and she is kind of relevant. She does, like, um, her character does come up during the interrogation, because obviously, like, Oppenheimer's wife is involved, and his history with, with um, what's her name? Jean. Is relevant to his, like, mental state and shit. So I get it. But she does have a lot of more screen time than I thought she was going to have. But also, not enough screen time considering the, the actress they got to portray her. It's a weird, like, middle ground. <laughs> they got this huge actress to play such a small character, but I do think she's in the movie too much. It's weird. I thought this movie was fantastic. Uh, I, I liked all of the slow scenes and the, just the scenes of people talking. It is, at its core, a character study of Oppenheimer. And character studies usually aren't very popular with the general audiences. But here's the the actual amazing great thing that the whole Barbenheimer meme did. The meme only cared that Oppenheimer was about the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But what the movie really is, is a character study. And what the meme did was get random everyday people to watch Oppenheimer. And that, that exposed this new audience to probably for them a new type of movie a movie that doesn't have action a movie that doesn't have music it, it, it's a, a strange movie for a general audience member to enjoy but they did because they went to watch it and then they liked it maybe they only liked it because of the meme maybe they liked it because it was they genuinely enjoyed it whether it is that or not it got people in theater seats to watch this movie, and that's the important thing, really. Like, Christopher Nolan's a big name, so I definitely think it would have done well, regardless. But the whole Barbenheimer craze definitely, like, made more people see it than they otherwise would have. So sometimes Twitter is good for, for something. Yeah, sometimes. Only sometimes. sometimes. It's very, very, very rare. <laughs> Sorry, X. X. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. X, X, yeah. <laughs> uh, what a stupid rebrand. Just to complain about Barbenheimer one last time before we keep talking about the actual movie. Guys, can we just agree to not look for the next Barbenheimer? Because... It's not gonna work. Because, like, like I, I think, like, Barbenheimer worked because Barbie's a... Uh, competent movie 
Yeah, it was two good movies. If one of these movies sucked, this would not have worked, right? Just guys, don't force the next Barbenheimer, okay? It was it was funny for this, and it was funny for Animal Crossing New Horizons and Doom Eternal, but we don't need to keep looking for them, okay? It's funny when it happens, I agree. It's hilarious when it happens, and it's great when it happens too, because it boosts the sales of both properties like what happened with this because usually what happens when two movies come out at the same time one movie gets a higher rating than the other one because either more people go to see one or more people go to see the other but because these movies have been connected somehow since the beginning people went to watch both both movies made essentially the same amount of hype which is very rare that doesn't happen i mean that never happens really but it worked here fundamentally because both these movies were good but back to the to the actual movie back to the topic at hand every single performance cillian murphy emily blunt matt damon robert downey jr especially kenneth bragan was actually really great in this movie too uh jason clark casey affleck rami malek all of these of these performances were amazing. This is gonna be such a tight movie to choose one or even just two actors for an Oscar for this movie. We're talking Oppenheimer sweep, but like every nominee is an Oppenheimer actor. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was kind of mentioning earlier that I think um, it's not too hard to believe. Like it's not a huge stretch that every category at the Oscars is going to have at least one of these two movies in it. But especially the 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 two, the four, I should say, the four acting awards are going to be super tight. Because between both these movies, there's some phenomenal performances. I, I can't get over how good Robert Downey Robert Jr. was in this movie. Coming after 10 years of watching him in Marvel shit to this, this man can act. It is so refreshing to see Robert Downey Jr. in a serious, legit role. Not not that I Iron Man isn't legit, but I wouldn't call it serious. The last time I've seen him act this hard was in Zodiac. And that, that was that was years ago. He shaped Tony Stark into being the character he is today. But Robert Downey Jr. was that like after seeing him in this, man was he held back playing one character for ten years. Because he has, he has a range, and I'm so happy he's free to do movies he wants to do now. Because he's fantastic here. He definitely deserves a, some kind of acting award for this. He deserves it. If this gets him his Oscar for best, perf best, it would be supporting actor. He's supporting actor. If this gets him that Oscar, that'd be completely justified. I would, I would, uh, he's actually my pick. Like, he's my pick. If he gets nominated, that's great. If he doesn't get nominated, I'm gonna be so confused. <laughs> like, what is the Academy doing? But there's, like, there's so many other good performing, uh, supporting actors in this movie, too. Matt Damon's fantastic in this oh, movie, Oh, Matt Damon is so good. Matt Damon's always been good. He's a great actor. I love him in Interstellar. I love him in Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, The Martian. Even he's even in Ocean's Ocean's Eleven, or Ocean's Twelve, I think. But it, that he's such a great actor in such a large number of of roles. He has such great range, like like with Robert Downey Jr. It's just we're only discovering Robert Downey Jr.'s range right now because he's finally released from the clutches of Disney. Like I think if we could only have one one actor from this movie being in 
leading and supporting. Obviously, Cillian Murphy is getting a leading actor role. Yes. He has to. He has to, right? Same with Emily Blunt. She's definitely getting a support a lead actress for this. She's so fucking good in this movie too. But if we could only have one supporting actor, and we like, it, it's it's definitely between Matt Damon and Robert Downey Jr. It's it's tough. I can't pick one. I'd throw both on there. Honestly, they're both fantastic. Yeah, I would throw both. I would throw I would throw every every actor in this movie, every single one. Throw them all in. <laughs> like you put these two, and you put I I, I would put Ken himself. Because you are enough, guys. I would put him in supporting actor too, because he's well, he's lead actor, I guess. I mean, I, he he's like he would get a he would get a, a nomination for sure. But this movie has so many good performances, man. I w- I was generally taken aback by how many big name actors are in this, and they're all solid. Nobody like even overshadows the other. They're just it, it's just like an amalgamation of great performances. It's so good. Even Josh Peck's in this, and I I forgot Josh Peck was an actor. But here he is with like two lines and he's great. I loved it. There's Green Goblin from Amazing Spider-Man 2 in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta throw in a Spider-Man reference just for good measure, even in the bonus episodes. Every single one. No matter what, we will find some connection to Spider-Man for every movie we talk about, but not Spider-Man movies. There's no connection to Spider-Man in a Spider-Man movie. I, I didn't know Rami Malek was in this movie when he appeared on screen. I'm like, oh shit, like, another great actor. Like, this movie's just, like, banger after banger. But, um, can, can we just take a second to talk about the scene where they, they set off the bomb? Like, yes. Like, chills. Like, I had goosebumps. Yeah, that, that was, that's in my, like, top five favorite movie scenes of all time. I, I, it was, it was amazing. It was accurate. Christopher Nolan actually exploded a real bomb for that scene. Not an atomic bomb, but like he, he used like, I think it was a combination of like name palm and, 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 and lighter fluid and a bunch of other chemicals to create an explosion that looks like a real atomic bomb explosion. It, it, it was accurate in terms of the sound too. When a bomb goes off, you don't hear it if it's too far away. You're only going to hear it when the sound waves reach you. And because of all the chemical reactions happening, the sound doesn't reach you very quickly. It, it, it's, it's, it's still like a matter of less than a minute. But in the movie, they make it feel like an eternity. Because you're seeing this, this bright light, this blinding. And, and, and you're seeing all the fire and the explosions and everything. But it's dead silent. You don't hear anything. And then, and then all of a sudden, the sound waves hit the characters as well as hitting the audience. Because man, watching this in IMAX... The whole, the whole movie, like every, every, every so often there's these cut in scenes of Oppenheimer thinking about the bomb and chemical reactions and things like that. And the, the sound coming from those speakers, like it felt there was wind coming towards us with those, those speakers, man. IMAX speakers, they, they really make a difference. Like there's people out there that don't believe in IMAX. You guys are crazy. <laughs> you guys are crazy, man. IMAX definitely changes the experience and it changes it for the better. And seeing that scene in theaters, that ex- the sound of the explosion finally hitting you, it, it's, it's unforgettable, unforgettable. And it, it's terrifying because a real bomb is that times magnitudes more when, when you're sitting in your chair and like you know it's coming obviously like the, the whole this whole scene is building into it so like, you know it's there and it still caught me off guard it, it was such a like it was an experience that's all i can really say it was an experience i would not watch this movie again but i would 
sit down in an IMAX theater to see that scene again. Because I, it's such a powerful scene. But I'm not, I would not watch this movie again. Yeah, it's, 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 one, it's, it's, it's really long. But two, all of that tension is too much. When I came out of the theater, I was tired because I was on the edge of my seat. I was tapping my feet. I was gripping the armrest the whole time. Christopher Nolan is a master at making you feel anxious the whole movie. He, he has this way of implementing human emotion in his movies like no one else can. He just has this way of doing it. It's hard to explain. It's why all of his movies are like super long, but he's just this this purist for film. Everything he does has to be done his way and it needs to be done perfectly. And I'm sure it's a pain in the ass to make the movie and to work with him, but the final product is always good. We can only say so much about Christopher Nolan, because be, everyone knows, right? Like, he's Christopher Nolan. We all know who he is, we all know what kind of impact he has on film as a medium. Like, this movie was uh, such a visual spectacle. In terms of audio, it was fantastic. This movie is sweeping this year at the Academy Awards. There's, there's no way it doesn't. For every audio and visual award, best VFX Oppenheimer, best sound Oppenheimer, original score Oppenheimer, that, that's... I, I, I can't stress enough how good this movie sounds. And not even in like a Oscar bait kind of way. It's that good. Like if it doesn't win, I'll be surprised. Even like... Uh, this is definitely, and Barbie as well, they're both getting nominees for Best Picture. I'm sure of it. I don't know if they will win. We still have a lot of the year left to go. Some movies are still coming out. Some movies still coming out. Some movies are already out that I think are more deserving of that spot, but that's besides the point. But they're both definitely going to get nominated. Like, like easy. T two very easy Best Picture noms. There's no way it doesn't, right? It can't. There's no reality where they're both not nominated for Best Picture. The only way I would be okay with Oppenheimer not winning Best Picture is if Cocaine Bear won. I'm sad Cocaine Bear won't be at the Oscars again this year because they won't do that joke twice. Well, may maybe they'll say something about it. Let's talk real quick about the Oscars lineup because what, what do we have this year? We got... We got Barbie Oppenheimer. Uh, we have Across the Spider-Verse, which I think is good enough to make it finally break that glass ceiling and make it to a Best Picture nomination. Because not even Into the Spider-Verse could pass that. But Across the Spider-Verse, I think the only animated movie to ever get nominated for Best Picture was Beauty and the Beast. I could be wrong about that. But if Across the Spider-Verse reaches that many people and goes to best picture i i would be okay with it winning i definitely think it will maybe i'm a little bit biased but i think it will uh, apparently up and uh, toy story 3 were nominated for for uh, best picture okay but still like like toy story 3 was was like almost 15 years ago that's that's how that's how long time like even even um last year for pinocchio I feel like that was good enough for a Best Picture nomination. Much more than Elvis. Like, come on. The, the, the Academy will always be the Academy, right? But I, I do think, um, at the very least, uh, Barbenheimer is, is an easy shoe in for Best Picture. I really hope Spider-Verse also gets there. I'm not holding my breath because we all know how the Academy feels about animated movies. But like, that's those are already like two, maybe three really solid picks for Best Picture. And we're not even done the year yet. 
Yeah, we still have a lot to go. Big Shark is still coming out, so we'll see. This, big, big Shark's still coming. Still gonna take the world by storm, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we have another potential Best Picture nominee right there. Yeah, I've been kind of slacking on watching movies released this year. I'm trying to change that, but I'm sure like there's a ton of, of international stuff that'll get some recognition. Because there's always that one, right? Every year. Yeah. I don't know what that one is this year, but I'm gonna find it. Closing thoughts, just because I rated Oppenheimer higher than Barbie, I'm not saying that one is better than the other because it's not fair to to compare both of these movies. Like one is a drama thriller and the other one is a comedy. They're not comparable. We're comparing apples to onions here. It's weird what Barbenheimer is doing, forcing people to compare two movies that have nothing to do with each other. And it's fun to do that. It's really fun to do that. But once you like actually start breaking each movie down like we just did they are fundamentally different and it's it's not it's not really fair to compare the two so i'm not saying oppenheimer is better than barbie because i rated it higher barbie does exactly what it's trying to do and it does it great and oppenheimer is doing exactly what it's trying to do and it does it great both movies are both in high regard the question isn't which movie is better the question is why are they so both so good and then we answered that question today i have a i have a closing statement that i definitely stole from letterbox so do you ever do you ever think about how um, oppenheimer is technically a summer blockbuster it's funny a movie like oppenheimer is technically a summer blockbuster you know, Barbie fits the description of a summer blockbuster better. Oppenheimer is more of a not that. Yeah, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a word. But it fits the bill based on the money it made. Yeah, so ba based that. on money it made and the time it came out, it is a summer blockbuster. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Oh man, you know some some theaters clapped when Albert Einstein showed up on screen in Oppenheimer? Someone I was with pointed at the screen like it was a big reference. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a, like, like a fucking superhero just appeared on screen. <laughs> they did the same thing when John F. Kennedy's name was drawn. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's that's just man. What does cinema come to? <laughs> it's all references and cameos. Yep. Well. Maybe that's a topic of conversation for another bonus episode. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But thank you guys so much for listening to this. This was, this was a fun little short bite-sized episode here. Double feature. Uh, we won't be doing backlogged for these because they're bonus episodes. You know, we're only going to do backlogged for uh, our main episodes. It's probably a, a good idea to start doing these little shorter ones. And, you know, easier to edit. <laughs> easier to edit. We got stuff out a little bit more consistently when we're both busy you guys get more quality content everybody wins yeah so thank you guys so much for listening if you liked it and you want to hear more make sure to follow us on social media on x and instagram uh, which you could find on our link tree that's linktr.ee slash fresh off the real no spaces no caps there you'll also find a place where you could recommend us a movie or tv show we'll take those recommendations and make them into episodes and then you'll also find our letterbox accounts so you could keep up with what movies we're watching maybe you'll even get spoilers on which episodes become bonus episodes now <laughs> mm -hmm. So make sure to follow us on Letterboxd. And of course, we want to know if you liked this episode. So if you're listening on Spotify, then go ahead in that Q&A section and let us know what you liked about the episode, what you didn't like about the episode. You could also do the same thing in the YouTube comments if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, but that being said, thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see all of you in a theater near you. Have a good one. Take care, everybody.
We're recording. We're live. We're wow. We're, we're on air. <laughs> Wowie! This is fresh off the real radio. <laughs> All right. <laughs>